I ran Michigan. I don't even know what he's thinking. He's just a complete brickhead. Uh, Brady Kachunk. Thomas is my best friend. I got a lot of good looking dudes on my team. You just got nuked. I just them. I just them. We'll see. and welcome back to Elite Sense Brain. We are on episode Zoob. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing very well. I got that like a second too late of like why it's Zoob, but I was down to agree no matter what. I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm pretty good as well. Uh, it's been a fun weekend for the Sens and because my mental well-being depends on how good the sends are I have been happy that's so fair I think um yeah they really care about us now for some reason I don't know why they were losing so much but they decided to start winning so that everyone can be happy which is really nice uh I believe it's three in a row they've won now they beat the Islanders then they beat the Toronto Maple Leafs then they beat the Montreal Canadiens I believe Mm -hmm. All very fun wins. 3 nothing in the Ridley Gregg era, which we'll talk about later. Sounds pretty fun. And thank you everyone for your feedback on the last episode. It's very nerve-wracking publishing a podcast episode and starting a new podcast. And because it always takes so long for people to listen to it, right? You, you put it live and you're like, oh my god, I can't wait for all the immediate feedback, which I'm used to as a writer is that people start giving their feedback as soon as you publish something. But then you have to wait at least an hour for anyone to listen to it. And then the reviews start trickling in. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciated it. And we are excited to, to move forward with this podcast. Yes, thank you so much. Also, yeah, the main thing is I was like, I am not a writer. I am a poster. (laughs) You're a poster as well, but like I have no experience writing either. So like my thing is I get like even like the only feedback experience I have is like people immediately either like my tweet or they don't like it. And then I delete it immediately. So I was like, oh, gosh, (laughs) no, (laughs) I didn't get a little notification serotonin thing. Like what's going on? But thank you, everyone, for saying nice things. Um, Thank you. No one's doxed me yet. That's very cool of you all. Um, I really appreciate it. Glad that we've kept your address a secret that is only just contained in that one episode and nobody has has like posted it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool how no one doxed me. Everyone loves that. <laughs> Thank but you yeah, so much. So thanks again, everyone who listened to the first episode. So with that out of the way, now we wanted to talk, of course, about what has been happening with the Sens over the last two weeks. So much has happened, mostly RIP Josh Norris, gone too soon. He came back and then he left again. Yeah, which is really funny because I was thinking about it and it's like, you know what? Josh Norris came back right after we recorded our first episode then he died again right before we were recording this one so like we never got to like talk in an era where josh norris was okay um which is really really sad to me well yeah because after he came back we were all like we're so excited to talk about josh norris on the next episode it'll be so exciting he'll have played so many games and then no never mind his shoulder gave out again yeah, which is really sad. I think he he did incredible things while he was here, though. Let's. I guess we can, like, do you want to go through, like, everything he did? I think he 
scored a goal, which was he awesome. Did a goal. Um, yeah. He was shown to be uh, being held together by like tape and a dream. I think it was beautiful. I think um, sure. in like the goggles video when we saw him, yeah, with his shirt off, and everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, that's the most amount of tape I've ever seen in my entire life." And he was also like, we all sort of had the same process of watching in that post-game win video with the goggles we see him without a shirt on and immediately go does he have some weird tattoo like this is weird and then immediately realizing no he just has so much tape all over his shoulder just holding that thing together yeah my thing is like I don't know if this is (laughs) I don't know if this is too morbid but it's like you know that story of like the girl always had like the green ribbon on her neck and then one day she takes it off and her head falls off that's what I imagine happened with the tape I think like one day he just took the tape off and his shoulder fell off I think that's I think that's what happened that is kind of morbid but I I I see what you mean yeah maybe it was it was the tape that was really holding everything together yeah but you know what then they won anyway without him so actually Josh Norris is overrated but they won without him okay but they also won with him his first game back I'm pretty sure they won but what I do remember is that all his best friends played so well like Shabbat had an amazing game Tim Stutzla had an amazing game I'm pretty sure Brady Kachuk did I don't remember anything I don't even remember which game this was I actually can't remember who scored or anything but I remember that all of Josh Norris's friends played amazing they were so good and I was like it's because Josh is back I think that's true. I think they were like, we have to, we have to do it for Josh, which is funny that they did it like after he was revived. Like if I were them, I would be playing well, like, <laughs> like while he's like watching and not actually playing because it's like, well, he's playing now so he can be good for himself. But it's still nice. It's still nice that they were like, we got to put on a show for him. Exactly. And you know what? Shabbat has been really good since Josh Norris got injured. So yeah. clearly he's uh, he's playing to impress Josh, who is in the stands. Yeah, which I really appreciate. I think that's really nice of him. For sure. So the other bit of news, of course, is after the like devastation of losing Josh Norris, um, season is no longer saved. We are not winning the cup after all. After that, we did get like a little bit of a silver lining, which is that the Sens finally recalled Ridley Gregg. He still has not served that suspension. I'm still stressed about this, that he did not sit out his first NHL game. Um, and I'm slightly worried that the NHL is going to figure this out at some point and like punish the Sens. But he has shown up. He has been playing with Claude Giroux, who is his, was his favorite player as a kid, and with Alex Dabrinkit. It's so cute. He's playing so well. He has played three games now and has not been assessed a single penalty. I am so proud of him. He is a changed man. Yeah, honestly, that was, like, incredible. I thought, I think you tweeted about this, and I thought you made it up, because I was like, no way, he's not even got a penalty. But, like, he's an angel. He's a saint. He's, like oh my god he's the most virtuous player I've ever seen like why is he like such a gentleman for sure um I really love that for him um yeah also let's talk about the fact that you literally called it in the first episode listeners loyal listeners listeners will remember Miata said that one of the like resolutions is that Ridley Gregg should be called up and Pierre Dorian listens to this podcast. He must. There's no other explanation. We also talked about how JBD should be called up. And then he got called up. And just like Josh Norris, well, Josh Norris got like came back from injury and got injured again. JBD got called up and then sucked and got sent back down. So that one didn't work out quite as well. But I really do think that 
Pierre Darion is like listening to this and taking our feedback. Yeah, I really appreciate your loyal like listenership, Pierre Dorian. Um, I just, I really am happy that you're listening to us right now. Please get rid of Nikita Zaitsev and Charles Hamannik. We can just like give him advice now. Yeah, Pierre, if you're listening, did you hear the part about resigning Alex Abrenka? Also, did you hear the part about making sure that Travis Hamannik doesn't eat the poutine that Claude Giroux loves so much so that he doesn't want to stay in Ottawa? Like, don't, <laughs> don't give him a contract. Make sure that he wants to leave. And make sure that even if he wants to stay, you don't give him a contract. It's really, really important. Yeah, excellent callback. If you listen to the first episode, you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> I keep referencing the first episode. And I should. It was like a really good episode, guys. Go back and listen if you haven't. We were hilarious. Um, but yeah, I think it's cool how Pierre Dorian is listening to us. I think it's cool how he's listening to women. Oh, for sure. Let's just get that out of the way. Yeah. Feminist king. I think that's nice. <laughs> so the other thing that we wanted to talk about, this is... In our, our Google Doc, our plan for the episode, we just needed to take a moment to talk about a really cool moment that happened in the game against the Leafs, which is that Thomas Shabbat scored a goal that was assisted by Tim Stutzla and Eric Brandstrom. So I think the Sens are also listening to our podcast because that was a goal that was just for us. I, It was crazy. I was like, it's like, it's like the three guys. It's like the three ones we're obsessed with. All like, it's like, you know that thing of like, three girl bosses coming together to maximize their joint sleigh. <laughs> like, it's a very much that. It's like, they did maximize their joint sleigh. It was a beautiful goal. And the Sens won that game. And I think, like, they did do that for us. I really appreciate that. Like, it was incredible. I think it was so amazing. I think also, let's talk about the fact that, like, they do have iPads on the bench. So who's to say that they're not listening to us? Literally. We love to see the entire Ottawa Senators organization listening to women. I think it's so awesome of them. Um, oh, yeah. Something else that happened in that Toronto game, besides how everyone listened to our podcast and then did exactly what we wanted. Um, Matt Murray, uh, I know he had a legitimate injury, I guess. Like, okay, so the thing is that, like, he was going to play against the Sens, and then he took warm-ups, and he was, like, the reported starter. But then at warm-ups, he was like, actually, never mind. And then he sat on the bench the whole time. And allegedly, the thing is that, like, he has a knee injury and stuff, and I'm not saying that he's a liar, but I'm also saying that he, it's really giving when I was, like, six, and I was like, I can't go, I have a tummy ache. This is also the second time he's done that, because he did that at the very beginning of the season, too. I think, you know, what it might be is it's like, he might see that defense and know that even though he's not, he's no longer on that team, like, he might see, like, Nikita Zaitsev. Um, like Travis Hamannick and be like I know I'm not on this team anymore but like oh god I have the memories of like what I went through on that team with it's just defense. the flashbacks that start like that start coming as soon as he sees everyone he's like you know what I feel ill like I I can't do this yeah I I get that I I would believe it literally like purely like fight or flight <laughs> Like, that's also what happens when I see the Ottawa Senators defense. It's also funny, though, because, like, if you ask any Sens fan about what they think is going to happen the first time Matt Murray faces the Ottawa Senators, most of us are like, oh, 40 save shutout, 
For sure. Because Matt Murray isn't bad all of the time. The whole thing with Matt Murray is that he's good sometimes and bad sometimes. Or like, you know, he'll have a whole stretch of being terrible and then randomly puts up like two or three shutouts in a row. And you're like, where was this version of Matt Murray when we needed him? Right? So it's a little bit strange that he doesn't share our our prediction of what's going to happen. Like, Sens fans are afraid of facing Matt Murray. Matt Murray also afraid of facing the Sens. Yeah, which I think is beautiful. Like, I think it's nice how there's symmetry and stuff. But it's so funny because it's like, I I don't know what, like, Leafs fans' opinions are. Because no offense, I don't care about Leafs fans' opinions. If you're a Leafs fan, don't tell me your opinion. Like, I'm just going to pretend to know what your opinion is. I'm going to put words in your mouth right now. I think Leafs fans' opinions are that, like, I don't know if they think he's going to be good against the Sens or bad against the Sens. But, like, any Leafs fans listening they're not listening but if you are like he's gonna be good like he's gonna he's gonna be insane and then it's gonna be really annoying because everyone's gonna tweet like and you know what the Sens paid him for that win I already said that last podcast but like that's how much it pisses me off it's like when I see those tweets it just frustrates me to my core yeah it's pretty annoying I I am glad that we didn't get to see any of those tweets I I could go a long time without them I can't wait till Matt Murray is bad in the playoffs and everyone and Sens fans can say, you know who else is paying him to be bad in the playoffs right now? The Toronto Maple Leafs. We would love to, I would love for the Sens to pay Matt Murray to sink the Leafs playoff chances. Personally, that would be worth it. Like, I think if he is bad in the playoffs, oh my god that's like i like i know that this is such hater mentality and blah 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 but like if he's bad in the playoffs oh my god it's gonna be second christmas to me like i want it so bad i like i just need that i don't know my perfect scenario i think it might be that like he plays lights out for three games in a row and then it's just so bad for like (laughs) like in like for the rest like I think he just needs to be so good to like build up the highest expectations and then just like crash down we're just like basically writing like fanfic about how bad we want the Leafs to exactly though but it's so much fun and yeah same like this needs to happen and speaking of hater energy we just got out of like an amazing two games back to back against the Leafs and the Habs where the Sens crushed them. And we need to talk about how Claude Giroux is such a hater. Like he, he, I, he is the first Ottawa Senator that I truly feel has the same amount of hater energy as I do. The fact that he showed up so like he was so good in both of those games. I'm so obsessed with him. I fully agree. I think I wonder if it's like leftover, like, because obviously like Battle of Pennsylvania, that entire thing. So it's like, I wonder if it's just like the leftover like feelings of like, I have to hate anyone who plays in close proximity to me. Like <laughs> the fact that it's like the two closest rivals, it's like, and I hate them now and I need them to lose so bad. And I think that's so awesome. I really love, yeah, I just love how much of a hater he is. I love that like he is the like best French Canadian player in the world and that the Habs don't have any French Canadian players I think like that's what happens like sorry you I think I said this on Twitter but like this truly proved that like Ottawa is French Canada's team um because like why don't you have Claude Giroux why don't you have Thomas Chabot like it's weird if you're if you purport to be from Quebec 
what's up? Like, where are your French Canadian players? Oh, exactly. And people should be talking about this more. I think, you know, we have the Battle of Ontario, but we don't have a name for the rivalry between the Sens and the Habs that Habs fans pretend isn't real. I think we should start calling it the Battle of French Canada. I think Habs fans would be so annoyed if we did that because they think they're the only French Canadian team, but the Sen- but they are not. The Sens are also French Canadian. And in fact, we are more French Canadian than the Habs are. Yeah, Ottawa's bilingual, so like jot that down, first of all. Second of all, I think we should say Battle of French Canada and then also say it in French. I don't know how you would say it in French, but like we should do the thing where we say it twice. I guess. There you go. We say it twice. That's what we do. Everyone, that's the very like government uh you know, strategy <laughs> of like, yeah, you have to say something in one in one language and then in the other, right? Just by the way. Um yeah, because that's what Otto is all about. The move now is to do very government tweet. I love that this podcast is just us like workshopping bits right now. Um, this is what all our conversations are about. This is this is a peek into into you know behind the curtain. This is what we do when we talk. We're just like this would be a funny bit for us to do on Twitter. Um, but I also love that after last night's game a bunch of Habs fans were like what are Sens fans doing chirping us about Claude Giroux like we we never wanted Claude Giroux he was never gonna come here why are you suddenly chirping us it's like it's because you're you try to be the French Canadian team and we think it's funny that we have like a really cool French Canadian like it's not it's not any deeper than that yeah also like I'll gaslight you into thinking you wanted Claude Giroux I don't care I'll be like yeah you did don't you remember how you tweeted about how you wanted him like in my head, everyone wants every single sense player except the bad ones. So like in my head, whenever a sense player does something good, I'm like, and you know what? Not only is everyone else sad, they're so jealous how they don't have him. And it's like, I understand that that's a very egotistical mindset, but it's like, you know what? In my head, Habs wanted closure so bad and they really tried to get him in free agency. I don't care if it's not true. Just make shit up. Nothing matters. They did want him. They offered him eight by eight. Did you know that? And he turned it down because he wanted to go to Ottawa, Ontario to play for the Ottawa Senators. Didn't, okay, weren't Habs fans talking about, there was discourse about how Patrice Bergeron might go to the Habs and Chris Letang as well, right? Like, there were rumors, every French Canadian, whenever they hit free agency, is like, oh, what if they go to the Habs? There must have been rumors about Claude Giroux as well. I am certain of this. Yeah, like, I don't know if there were, like, valid rumors like I don't know if it came from like a reliable source but there's definitely one has media person out there that was like you know who speaks French Claude Giroux you know who also speaks French the Montreal Canadiens Claude Giroux to the Montreal Canadiens I am positive that happened and you know what I'm basing it off of is just like my head like I obviously didn't see this but like it happened in oh my no opinion. that's so valid and it's funny maybe the reason these players don't want to go to the Habs is because they can't speak French with their teammates the Habs aren't actually a very French Canadian team maybe they want to come to Ottawa so that they can speak French with all of their teammates Claude whose kids can go to French school in Ottawa and they can speak French in the locker room with his teammates. They couldn't do that. I mean, they could go to the French school, obviously, in Montreal, but they wouldn't be able to speak um, French in the locker room. That's so real. I also just had the thought of like, <laughs> we're really going hard against the Montreal Canadiens right now. And like low-key Montreal as a whole. Guys, we love Montreal also, though. <laughs> Guys, I live in Montreal. I think it's a pretty cool city. Um, doxing myself. Oh, shit. It's a secret that we can only keep on this podcast. Yeah, it's a secret just for this podcast that I live in Montreal. Yeah, no one tell anyone. If I see that on Twitter, yeah. 
I did watch yeah. um, last night's game at like a bar at the Bell Center, and we it was pretty intense. There were not as many like people in Habs jerseys as we were expecting. There were a lot of families. We were ready to throw hands with children if things got really heated in the game. It didn't come to that. However, I will say since Twitter showed up and we we showed up like so much that the bartender did threaten to cut us off if the Sens scored again after it was three nothing because we were being so exuberant and so yeah, so much like we we were just such haters. Also, the Habs fans left before the end of the game. So I don't want to hear anyone talking about how Sens fans are Fairweather fans because these Habs fans did not stick around to see if there would be a comeback. They all left the bar. This is a Habs fan call out. Yeah, Habs fans, you know who else? Leafs fans. Because I don't know anyone who watched the Leafs game against the Sens. If you watched after it was clear that the Leafs were not going to win, which it should have been clear from the first second the puck dropped. Let's be honest. It was never going to happen for them. But after, like, it became clear, like, okay, this is over. Everyone's gone. And it's like, I understand it's a thing of, like, beat the traffic and whatever. If you are at a Toronto Maple Leafs game, how much money did you drop just to leave early? No, you watch them get dejected on the ice. The rule is that you're not allowed to leave if the Leafs are losing, in my opinion. For sure. And you know what? Leaving early is always bad because you know what happened to me this one time. This one time in 2017, I was at a random playoff game against the Rangers and the Sens were losing pretty badly in the last few minutes and there was a stoppage in play and half the arena stands up and starts leaving and I'm sitting here like, no, I am a real Sens fan. I'm sitting here. I'm going to wait and see if they score and come back because the Sens do that all the time. Maybe it'll happen even if they're losing by two and there are only a few minutes left. And guess what? Jean-Gabriel Peugeot scored two goals to complete a hat trick. And then guess who scores in overtime? Jean-Gabriel Peugeot again for four goals. So I didn't regret staying that time. And I'm sure everybody who left regretted leaving. So just a message. You should always stick around just in case, even if it means more time stuck in traffic. Yeah. The point of this story, though, is like if you're staying at a Sens game, it's because and they're losing. It's because they're going to win. Like it's because they're going to come back and win. I can guarantee it. Um, They do it all the time. (laughs) But if you are at a Leafs game and they're losing and they're obviously going to lose, you stay because like that's the life you picked for yourself. And that's what you deserve. Like. You want to be a Leafs fan? Go ahead. Sit there. Watch the entire oh, thing. Oh, exactly. It's a moral failing, so you sit there and suffer through it. Nobody, Nobody's a Leafs fan because they want their team to win. Come on. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, I just think it's like, if you signed up for it, you should have to be, like, glued to the chair. Go and watch how they lost. I don't even know what the score was. It was 6-2. Like, 6-2? Yeah. Go look how they lost 6-2 to the Sens. Ooh, the other thing that happened is that... Obviously, after the Sands beat the Leafs, everyone was gloating so much because that's so fun. Everyone loves to have fun on Twitter and gloat so much. And I saw some Leafs fans being like, of course, Sands fans are treating this like a Stanley Cup. It's a meaningless regular season game. It doesn't matter. They're not going to make the playoffs. And why'd you lose 6-2? Like, that's weird. Like, yeah, it didn't matter. But like next time, don't lose 6-2. If it didn't matter, you should have just won 6-2. Which of these fan bases is having fun right now? Yes, we 
treat beating the Leafs like our Stanley Cup? You wish you had that much fun watching hockey. Have you ever seen Leafs fans happy? Even when the Leafs win, they are miserable. They're like, oh no, but they won't be able to do that in the playoffs. And they're right. They're literally right about that. Every time, even when they win in the playoffs, they're like, watch them find a way to lose. And again, they're right. Whereas Sens fans, we beat the Leafs and we're like, you know what? We're happy. This is <laughs> this is all we needed this season. Yeah, like, sorry, the bar is so high where you need actual success for your team to be happy. But some of us are happy with hater energy. And I think we're happier overall for it. So maybe if you want to be happier, just hate more. Like, I don't know. It's like, you know, the issue is that if the Leafs did beat the Sens and they gloat, it's like, why are you gloating? Like, the Sens are bad. Like, that's nothing to be proud of. So the Leafs fans can really gloat about nothing. Because it's like, either they lose to a bad team, and it's like, that's hilarious, you suck. Or they beat a bad team, and it's like, yeah, no shit. Like, you should be doing that. So I think it's cool how Leafs fans have a lose-lose option. Well, that's just the life they chose as Leafs fans. If you want to have fun, you've got to become a Sens fan. Yeah, so any Leafs fans who are listening to this podcast called Elite Sense Brain, I'm sure there's a ton. You, the moral of the story is stop being a Leafs fan. That's weird. Like, it's just odd behavior. Like, <laughs> it's just weird to me. I don't oh, know. Oh, for sure. And I love that both Leafs and Sense and uh, Habs fans seem to, like, they, they have this attitude that, like, they don't want to stoop to the level of having a rivalry with the Sens. So they're like, oh, we're so much better than you. But you know what? We're having fun with this rivalry. So you can participate or not, but we're having fun either way. And I know, I know that it does annoy them when the Sens win and we get really annoying online. I can tell that they're pissed off, but they're trying not to show it. And that's what makes it so much funnier. Yeah. Actually, you know how I can tell is... A lot of Leafs and Habs fans have me blocked who I've never interacted with. So it's like, if I wasn't pissing you off, why'd you block me? Exactly. Perfect logic there. So anyways, that was our sense update that was mostly just being a hater. Um, but you know what? That's what the sense fan life is all about. What, why, why are you listening to a podcast about the sense if you don't want to listen to several minutes of us just talking shit about the Leafs and Habs? This is literally all the all we have as Suns fans this is what being a Suns fan is all about so yeah like season's not going great we gotta be haters yeah that's (laughs) this is all all the fun we can have this season um anyways with that out of the way I did want to give like a little like I don't know a little tiny update before we move on to our next segment um as many of you are surely aware I write for this website called silver seven cents i've been writing there since 2017 i've been like an active member of that community since 2013 i talked about this on the first episode so you should already know this and this is where most people know me from and if you have been kind of paying attention to the sb nation blogs recently you probably know that um their future is a little bit up in the air because vox media has just sort of cut off our funding Uh, which is really sad. I'm really disappointed that Vox did this. They hardly paid us at all. Um, We were like very underpaid for the work that we did, but we were all just like happy to work for a small stipend because we just enjoyed doing this. And so, yeah, the future of the site is a little bit up in the air and I don't really have much of an update to give all of you except to say that... um, 
there is certainly interest on the part of the writers to keep the site going in some capacity. I don't think the site is going to go away completely. We are meeting soon to discuss this and hopefully by maybe the next episode, I will be able to talk about that. But I just wanted to sort of acknowledge that, that this shitty thing is happening to us. Yeah, like it's very shitty. Like just objectively, I am just like a fan of the site. Like even if I didn't know you or anyone like who I like obviously follow who like writes for them, it's just like a like a good product. Like I like the sense and I love to read about the sense. So it's just like really, really shitty. Like everyone is just so like talented and like writes such great stuff over there. So like it's very upsetting just like as a fan of the site. So yeah, it's really shitty and I hope Again, I don't have, I don't know any special details. I don't know any secret details. So like, I I will be listening for an update as well. Okay. Yeah. And it's just like, I feel like, I don't know, the NHL and the team should be upset about this too, because like, first of all, like already hockey is like not, you know, the, the fan base is not growing as much as the NHL and the teams would probably like. And SB Nation blogs were like the backbone of the online community for so long, like the online hockey community. So many amazing writers, like people who write for The Athletic now, big like sports writers, so many of them started out at SB Nation. And even those of us who like never really wanted a career in sports journalism, who were just doing it for fun, like, I don't know, we still had so much fun just building the fan base and having this place to talk about the team. And I just think that it's really cool that we had these sites that were so like kind of professional, like, I don't know, there was good writing, I think on all SB Nation sites. I'm not just trying to like hype myself up here. Right. But um, that we had like good writing, but also it was so by fans for fans. Um, we weren't like worried about losing media access or something because we didn't really have media access outside of like a few opportunities to cover events. And these sites have always been very community focused. So there are lots of people, you know, talking in, there's always conversation going on in the comments and stuff. There are readers who can make fan posts. It's just like a great, they've always been a great place to create community around a specific team and to yeah, just get people invested in the teams. And it's really sad that we might be losing that. But again, I do hope that we will be able to continue in some capacity. Yeah, I don't know if we have to cut this out, but very sad, very stupid decision. Everyone fuck Vox. We can cut it out if I'm not allowed to say that. But like, We don't have to cut that out. Come on. Why would we cut that out? Fuck Vox. <laughs> we are an anti-Vox podcast. We are anti... This is just our hater episode. We are anti-Leafs, anti-Habs, anti-Vox media. They've already cut off my money. What else can they do for me? Everyone drop a fuck box in the comments below. I know there's no comments, by the way. That's a joke. But like in the replies of wherever this is going to be posted on Twitter, um, drop a fuck box. Drop a I hate Vox. Drop whatever you want. But like specifically that, I think it'd be funny. It would. Yeah. Last episode, you said go, sends go. This episode, we want you all to reply fuck Vox. Yeah, that we've had that little conversation. Hopefully there will be an update in the next episode or the one after that or something like that. Hopefully soon there will be an update. But Anyways, now we wanted to talk about the discourse of of the current moment, something topical, something that we need to talk about. We need to have our voices heard about this, which is the All-Star Game, which is happening, I believe, next weekend. So the NHL has finally announced the full rosters. There are the um, there, there was one player selected from each team and then there was a fan vote. 
So we're going to look at the rosters. We don't need to name every single player that was um, named, but what is your first impression? Sorry, I almost said your name, but I was like, I'm going to try not to do that. Or do you want me to like, you want me to bleep it out? Was it, what's funnier if I say it and bleep it out or like, or if I'm just like, Eric's murder. Honestly, I think if we keep this entire thing in here right now, that could be <laughs> okay. Erickson's burner. What do you think uh, um, of the of the um, rosters? Okay, well, just to start everything off, I only care about the Atlantic Division because I only care about the Sens and the Sens play in the Atlantic Division. Um, so I sadly don't really have opinions on like anything else. But for the Atlantic Division, let's talk about voter fraud let's talk about um <laughs> stealing elections <laughs> because anyone listening if you went on twitter while the quote-unquote fan vote was happening you would have been spammed with tim stutzla going to the all-star game tweets like everyone wanted it to happen okay not one single person on this world didn't want tim stutzla to not go to the all-star game come to find He's not voted into the All-Star game. What is happening? I don't know if I jumped the gun there. I don't know if we wanted to talk about other stuff first. But it's incredible how democracy is crumbling before our very eyes. No, exactly. And this is a really important issue that we should be talking about. And I understand that maybe, you know, the Twitter vote isn't fully representative of everyone who is voting. There are certainly fans... There are certainly fans who aren't on Twitter who were doing the little, like, who were filling out their little ballots on the NHL app and stuff. But, like, truly, how many fans does the NHL have? How many people were voting? And were those people truly not voting for Tim Stutzla? Like, come on. Yeah. First of all, I mean, I think, like, the NHL as a whole has, like, five fans. I think it's you, me, and a couple of our friends, first of all. And we all wanted Tim Stutzla to go to the All-Star game. So it's really weird. Okay, the other thing, this is like a serious take on my opinion, like on my part. The person who actually got voted in, I guess we should say it. So Austin Matthews got voted in for the Atlantic Division. So sorry to the other divisions. Like, I don't really care about you. Um, So I don't know who got voted in. But Austin Matthews was one of the people who got voted in. Every single Leafs fan I saw was like, I want Willie Melander to go. So it really seems suspicious that, and like, okay, obviously like, Austin Matthews, really popular. But I think there was a concerted effort by Leafs fans to try to get William Nylander to go instead. So it seems like there might be, again, electoral fraud happening. See, it might have been a lot of non-Leafs fans being like, uh, who's good in the Atlantic Division? Matthews, I guess. But even then, I don't believe that. Because first of all, how, like the Leafs fans are everywhere. How many non-Leafs fans are there that were voting in this poll? And second of all, if you are not a Leafs fan, you are a Leafs hater. Everybody knows this. Sure, maybe there are some like general NHL fans who don't have strong opinions, but I don't think they're that numerous. I think everybody was either a Leafs fan and they were voting for William Nylander, or they were a Leafs hater and they were not voting for any Leafs players at all. They were voting for Tim Stutzla. And I think that the NHL just is biased against William Nylander they hate players who are Swedish and skilled and you know hated by their fans and they wanted Austin Matthews instead and I think this is a serious case of not just voter fraud but also discrimination and maybe look 
maybe it's just also the misogyny and homophobia against players who are not that tall and who don't play the like physical style that the NHL likes. They're being yeah. they're discriminating against baby girls, against little meow meows, against all the players that people on hockey Twitter like. Um yeah, I have to 100% agree on that. The other thing that I think we have to mention is I, I I lied a little when I said I only paid attention to the Atlantic Division. I did slightly pay attention to the Pacific. Um, not because I actually care about any of the teams, but because Twitter user at Oily Gifs or Oily Gifs, however you want to pronounce it, is the best person I've ever seen online. So I and she loves Leon Dreisaitl and the Oilers. So I was like, I want Leon Dreisaitl to get voted in to the All-Star game because obviously I love oily gifts or gifs, however you want to say it. But also I was like, how fun and awesome if Leon Dreisaitl and Tim Stutzla both get to go to the All-Star game and get to like speak together. And like, that's like nice. And we'll get cute pictures and stuff. And they're like a cool, like brothers slash father-son dynamic. But the NHL hates male friendships and loves toxic masculinity because why else would they keep best friends from each exactly. other? And they're also keeping Timmy away from Brady Kachuk and Matthew Kachuk. They are preventing us from seeing a Kachuk Stutzla Kachuk line. Pretty messed up, I think. Yeah, it's really interesting how much they despise found family. Um, I think it's really a problematic thing on the NHL's part. I think that Stutzla. Kachuk family is beautiful and you know what I support you guys I know you're listening I would have wanted to see you at the all-star game I think it would have been fun Me too. look was Tim Stutzla objectively one of the best players in the Atlantic division okay maybe not was he more deserving than some of the players who ended up going yes if we're gonna have not great players I'm not gonna name names I've decided I'm not gonna be a Habs hater today um, I, I mean, for in this segment, okay, I've gotten that out of the way. I love Nick Suzuki. Sorry, I shouldn't have named him. There are other players too in the Atlantic Division named to the All Star Game. Like, if they can be there, so can Tim Stutzla. Like, yeah. Sorry if this is a bad take. I don't pay attention to any team that's not the Sens. What has Barkov done this season? Has he been good? Maybe. Imagine everyone's like, actually, yeah, he has been really good. But like. I didn't see it. I don't watch it. Also, that's the other thing. Okay, I was going to talk about this because, you know, it's always been a thing with the NHL All-Star Game that the host team gets more players than everybody else. That's just how it works, right? Like, that's a reality of the All-Star Game. And I think it's fun. It's cool. The host team gets, like, a few extra players and all of that. But because of the format they picked, there was no way for the Panthers to get more than one player because they named one player from each team. And then... The Panthers don't have fans. Nobody's going to vote in any Panthers players. And then I guess they realized their mistake because after the fan vote, um, well, yeah, because, you know, the fan vote happened and everything. They had the rosters and then Austin Matthews got injured. And instead of like going back to the fan vote to be like, oh, who got the next most votes, which was totally Tim Stutzla. I know this. Instead of doing that, they were like, oh, no, we have to correct our mistake. We have to bring another Panthers player. That's what I think happened. Yeah. And you know what? Before the Sens had actually like more than two good players, I was like, oh, yeah, I like how they do one player from every team because otherwise no Sens are going. I'm sorry. Like in previous years. But now that the Sens have more than like a few good players, this rule is ridiculous. 
like we should get to see all the good sin go to the all-star game it's weird that like other teams like want what the sins have so deeply that they will send players to the all-star game yeah you know what i mean it's like it really seems like that should just be sends only like i don't know if that's just my opinion but it's like it's weird when there's other hockey teams yeah i think send skills was better than the all-star game and every all-star game should be like send skills except minus the players i dislike yeah and then maybe we can invite a few other players from other teams like let's invite leon dreisaitl and matthew kachuk to to send skills and replace them with a few players I won't name that I don't like. Yeah, they're like Sens in-laws. Sens and friends. We can even bring in Nick Suzuki. Yeah, Nick Suzuki can come. Um, Literally just everyone yeah. I like can come. Who's not invited? Most of the league. Austin Matthews, not invited. <laughs> Any Leafs players, not invited. Yeah. Yeah, but shout out to Oily Gifts. I was really happy for her when I saw the uh, the Pacific Division rosters. She was She's the one person who got what she wanted. Um, and I love that. Yeah, shout out Stuart Skinner yeah. too. Stuart Skinner and Leon Dreisaitl were the ones voted in. Anyways, now we ha- now that we have discussed the the horrific instance of voter fraud, um, we are going to talk about the well the actual events that are going to happen the the skill the skills competition and stuff because you know every year they the NHL decides to pull out a bunch of to change up the skills a little bit and make them a little bit themed around the team that's hosting it and not to brag you guys but um I the NHL NHL PR actually sends me their press releases by email so I actually got uh the full email about all of the skills and sure these are published these are like available publicly but i think i still think it's pretty cool that they sent this to me directly so i'm gonna read directly from this real insider source events and if you are listening to this and you work for nhl pr don't check don't don't go and double check the the mailing list okay i i I straight up think this is an accident that i'm still on the list but if you're listening if and you work for nhl pr it wasn't an accident. I belong there. You don't need to check. It's fine. No, actually, if you are NHLPR listening, take everyone off except Beata. She's the only NHL insider. I should be. Um, so anyways, first of all, can we talk about how they chickened out of doing an alligator-themed event? There were rumors that there were going to be alligators involved. Yes. Basically, okay, when I imagine what I want, from an NHL All-Stars competition. I think we all agree that what I imagine is that the players would be shooting frozen hamburgers at alligators. I think that's, we're all on the same page. And the NHL pulled through. They said, or like maybe they didn't, but I swear I saw a tweet about this, where they were like, one of the things at the All-Star competition is gonna be, there's gonna be frozen hamburger patties that the players shoot at alligators and then the alligators will eat them. First of all, genius what the hell like finally hockey is for everyone oh my god but then it's not because they took it away from us it's so messed up um the one thing is that as a sense fan i was listening i was seeing this and i was a little bit concerned about what would happen if these all-stars were put in close proximity to alligators because i do not trust brady kachuk i think he would try to fight an alligator 
I'm, I was really concerned. The other thing is just like everyone loves to bite Brady Kachuk and alligators love to bite everyone. So like, oh God, that's a bad combination. Yeah, it's true. I, I was seeing this and I was like, okay, so how, what does it mean for the Sens that their captain is about to get eaten by an alligator? Because that's not going to be good for the rest of the season. You know what though? Let's talk about the cap savings. <laughs> Let's talk about if he can go on LTIR. If he's eaten by an alligator. I, I've heard from fans of other teams that he is overpaid. So maybe this is a solution to the sense problems. So number one, Brady Kachuk gets eaten by an alligator. Number two, Pierre Dorian, you're listening. Resign Alex Dabrinkit. <laughs> number three, Brady Kachuk is like regurgitated by the alligator after the cap goes up. We win the cup. Wait, let's talk about this. I think that's a master plan. Flawless plan. Um, so anyways, the NHL, maybe the, maybe the reason they scrapped the, the event is because they didn't want the Sens to win the cup. Maybe the NHL is anti-Sens. They knew what was going to happen. Yeah. You know what? And let's talk about how racist that is. Let's talk about how everyone on the Sens is a woman of color and they don't want the first all-woman of color team to succeed. I feel like I feel like for those who maybe don't follow at Erickson's burner, you need to have the context here that she is she is in fact a woman of color. Um, she's allowed to make these jokes. Yeah. Guys, I can say it, don't worry. Guys, I can say that everyone on the sense is a, everyone on the sense who I like, I should clarify. Everyone on the sense I like is a woman of color. Um everyone I dislike, I'm not even gonna say, but <laughs> So I think it's really problematic that the, that the league, what are we even talking about? How the league wouldn't let Brady Kachuk get eaten by an alligator, which would have made it so that the Sens could have used the cap savings to resign Alex Dubrinkit and win the cup. And if you think I'm crazy, you are silencing women of color voices. And that's really problematic. It's so brave of you to speak up about this. Yeah, no one's talking about the All-Star game in this capacity, guys. No one, like, puts the amount of thought into it that we do. I don't even know if anyone's gonna find this funny, but, like, we're just laughing at each other. Like, this I'm, is like, fine. I'm, I was both laughing and, like, <laughs> facepalming for <laughs> the entire thing. Um, anyways. Anyways. While we are very disappointed that there will be no alligators involved we are very very excited about one specific event that i don't think people are talking about enough because this is wild i am so excited about this it is called the enterprise nhl discover splash shot and basically it's a dunk tank and i cannot wait everyone is so excited i don't know why i'm so excited i think it's like that thing of just like you know in like elementary school or whatever when like for some reason dunk tanks were the most exciting thing like I'm fully reverting back to that I'm like I want to see guys fall in water like I think that's really fun finally the NHL knows what we want the only thing is I need to know which players are going to be selected to this because I am so worried knowing the NHL that they're gonna like deliberately choose the most boring players to do the dunk tank like, if you don't have Matthew Kachuk there, what is the point? Yeah. Also, like, I don't know if this makes sense, but part of what I'm thinking is, like, I want players who, like, use a lot of hair product because I think some of them are doing it to cover up their balding, um, which is so valid and fair. Like, I, I respect everyone, but it's, like, if some of them are, like, low-key balding, I want to see their hair really wet because I wonder if that'll, like, 
disclose some new secrets. I don't know if anyone else is thinking that, but like that's where my head's at, guys. That is a really good point. It's like what people say about like um like women who wear a lot of makeup. Like you have to take them swimming to see what they look like without the makeup. We need to see what these NHL players look like without all their hair product. Yeah. And you know what? The only person immune is Brady Kachuk. Cause I understand that his hair is not typically wet, but like I think it's like that's just yeah. what it looks like. Like I think wet, it would look the same. So, if, so Brady Kachuk is the only safe one from the Duncan exposing their hair secrets. And you know what? Yet another reason why it's messed up that Tim Stutzla isn't there because I don't think he's balding, but I know that he uses a lot of product. And when else are we going to get an opportunity to see what Tim Stutzla's hair looks like without any product? Maybe the Sens need to do their own dunk tank. Yeah, I think let's crowdfund a uh, like. Uh, something that's just like pouring water on Tim Stutzel's head. <laughs> I think that that's the next move. I think that's a great idea. Or you know who else? Okay, I know we don't make the all-star roster, obviously, because if we did, it'd be really good. And I know Eric Brandstrom isn't going, but like Eric Brandstrom, I think he uses so much hair product that like I'd want to see what his hair looks like after being in a dunk tank. Exactly. Well, you know how last year or last season they invited a few players just for the skills competition. They should invite players just for the dunk tank, just because we want to see what their hair looks like. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's a fantastic idea. Also, going like inviting players just for the skills competition. Invite Eric Brandstrom just so he can like skate around a bit. I don't know if everyone's been noticing. I think everyone has. This dude loves to go for a little skate. Loves to go for a little skate in the offensive zone. Take a shot. Miss. But it's still beautiful and it still makes my day. So, like, maybe that could be a school competition. Just, like, going on a beautiful little skate with perfect hair. Exactly. I. That's exactly what I want to see from the All-Star Skills Competition. Yeah, everyone agrees, I think. I think everyone is of one mind on this, that we all want Eric Brandstrom to go to the All-Star Skills Competition. That's the other thing that's frustrating, is that, like, I think, like, to prevent... I don't know what the guy's name was, but it's, like, you know the thing of, like, when everyone voted, like, an actually bad player to go to the All-Star game? I think that's, like, why the league rigged this. Yeah, John Scott. I think that's why the league rigged this, because I think they thought that, like, people would just send their little, like... blorbos (laughs) which like i wanted my blorbos like i'm sorry is that such a crime well see this is the thing i feel like the nhl needs to decide what they want okay if you actually do if you focus on fan voting so much fans are gonna vote in bad players for fun that's what's gonna work so do you want the fan voting or not you can't be like oh yeah we want to give all the power to the fans we want to let them choose but then they're like, no, we don't want all players from one team or we don't want bad players and we're gonna we're gonna rig this so that only the players we want to go to the all-star game actually go. And it's just like, guys, like figure out what you want to do. Yeah. Like, do you want us to have fun or do you want like actually good players to go to the all-star game? Because it's really it would imagine just like watching, I don't know, like imagine you're watching the three on three, like competition and it's like Connor McDavid versus like Travis Hamanick. I'd like to see it. I'm sorry. Is that a crime? I want to see that happen. I see it every time the Oilers play the Suns anyway. But like I want to see that in a three on three context. I think it'd be funny. I want to see objectively bad players. You know what? If you want it to be a game full of the objectively best players, don't give fans the power to vote people in. Just choose the best players. And if you want it to be a competition with just fun players that fans like, then give all the power to the fans. But yeah, again, I'm repeating myself. You just you can't just have it both ways. 
is what I'm saying. You can't trust the fans to only vote in the objectively best. Yeah, the other thing is, like, I think I mentioned, like, I fully appreciate that it's, like, one player from every team. They shouldn't do teams that I don't like, though. Like, that's really weird of them. <laughs> like, why on earth are, like, ch- like why are Montreal Canadiens going? I like Nick Suzuki, so that's fine, I guess. But it's, like, why, like, why are teams I don't like invited? Like, that's weird. I thought I was, I thought I was important to you, Gary wow. Bettman. What a way to I find know, out. I know, it's so disappointing. The NHL just keeps letting us down over and over again. Um <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, okay, some of the other skills are, like, kind of interesting. They have this one thing that's basically just golf, which I'm sure hockey players will enjoy and nobody else will. And then they do have an interesting skill called the tendy tandem, where goaltenders have to score on each other. And I think that could be really fun, even though I none of my goaltenders, as in none of the goaltenders from my team, are competing i think that is a thing that just appeals to general hockey fans so i'm excited about that yeah i think that's fun i think the entire thing is just like everyone agrees that like goalies are so odd so like that'll be a fun thing i think that's actually a good idea good job the nhl that's actually a good one good job with the dunk tank and the tendy tandem don't know why you did the golf thing don't know why you scrapped the alligators yeah and you know what if it was player safety why do you only care about player safety when alligators are involved? <laughs> like, why do you only care about it when it makes everything less cool? Like, yeah, I understand it's really dangerous. So is the sport of hockey. I'm just kidding, by the way, guys. I know. I know it's bad. Hot take. We do think that letting players fight alligators is probably a bad idea. Um... <laughs> Hot take. I don't actually want to see anyone eaten by an alligator. <laughs> But I think it would have been so, like, obviously I don't want anyone to be eaten. But, like, I wouldn't want to see an alligator have a frozen hamburger shot at it. Like, I don't, like, am I, is that, like, am I crazy? Does no one else think that'd be fun? I feel like we should also address the uh, the other potential criticism with this event, which is maybe the alligators don't want that. Uh, maybe that is cruel to the alligators. Okay. I don't know. Um, oh my god the freaking alligator pa was like stepped in and they were like guys like it's not fair this is my conspiracy theory the nhl actually does not care about player safety but they do care about alligator safety they were like they were like players might get eaten by alligators and so what we give them concussions all the time and we don't care but the alligators might not appreciate having frozen hamburgers shot at them okay shutting this thing down like, who cares if a player gets eaten, but what if the alligator gets a tummy ache from eating Brady Kachuk? I'll, I'll bet they would get a tummy ache from Brady Kachuk. He's, he's a yeah. very large man. Oh, everyone say which player you think would most give an alligator a tummy ache. Yeah, everyone weigh in on the comments, on Twitter, whatever. So, anyways, now that we have given our thoughts on the NHL All-Star Game, yeah, please weigh in on this discourse. Please tell us if you care about voter fraud in the NHL All-Star voting, um, because this is a cause that we're very passionate about. Um, Let us know your thoughts. So you can send us those comments. We actually have a new shared Twitter account called at Elite. Well, it's Elite Sends Brain. So make sure to follow us there. And you can also follow our personal accounts. I'm at CBiata E. She's at Erickson's Burner. And connect with us there. 
um please give us a rating on apple Podcasts or spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast i gave us five stars on spotify and it said that it was waiting for other people to review to display the rating so please make sure to do that so that we can display the five star rating don't rate us if you're not going to give us five stars but if you want to give us five stars please do that (laughs) i was gonna say like if it's not five stars we really don't care about your opinion (laughs) like (laughs) so just don't bother yeah yeah only if you're gonna give us five stars um but yeah and our podcast is now available on like all of the streaming platforms so you can listen to us wherever make sure to add us rate us and everything and yeah go sends go yes drop a go sends go as well (laughs) drop everything in the comments below